is almost canon our 10th episode and it's a special one it is welcome to the 10th episode of almost canon and we have a couple sweeties tonight to help celebrate we got colby hello colby what's up welcome thank you and we have my uh estranged ex-wife marconia who uh, apparently was lost at sea for a number of years, and she's back, and it's nice to see you. What the hell? <laughs> well, you have to tell us a story of how you got lost at sea, but that can wait. Um, welcome to Almost Canon. Thank yeah. you. Good to be here. And we got little Jim. Oh, little Jim's here, also in obviously. the house. Small James. Small James. And I did see there was a, uh, a new review Talking about Jim, of course. Not us, but but little Jimmy. For every hundred reviews we have, ninety-nine of them, they mention little Jim. Why? Because little Jim is the heart and soul of this podcast, and we love you, little Jim. Now get on that mic and say something to us, will you? Oh, little it. Jimmy. Well, what what would a 10th anniversary episode be without little James? <laughs> Small James. What do you call him? Small James. Small James. Small James. <laughs> I kind of like that better than little Jimmy. <laughs> Maybe he's graduating. It's the uh, proper. <laughs> he's graduating. He's growing yeah. up. He's become a, he's evolved like a Pokemon. The little boy's growing up. Oh, Jim's Went from Bulbasaur to Ivysaur. <laughs> Real right. fast. It's good to see my son and my grandson. Uh, it's a real family reunion up, it in this, is. up in this piece tonight. Now, uh, Merconia. Yes? You've been lost at sea. I had our marriage annulled, and I've moved on, and you've moved on. Yes. Jimmy, <clears throat> we're not coughing off the microphone, please. If you're going to cough... Do it on the microphone. <laughs> I don't want him coughing on my mic. Okay, that's fair. COVID. COVID. Wait. We're six feet apart. No. COVID. No, we are not. COVID's not even a thing anymore. Are you kidding? It was a myth. It was a conspiracy. It tried to kill me and I almost did. Not my America. Mm. Shimmers. <laughs> Sneeze on the microphone. You know how many freaking Bill Gates... <laughs> that didn't make any sense. We're gonna cut all this. This is this is bullshit right now. This is great. No, this is a terrible radio. Nobody wants to hear that. All right. So what are we talking about Bunch tonight? Of false Thank you. All right. I came. Let's, let's with just a, get into it. All right. We're on a time crunch for little Mickey. Here. Hold up. This is a good point for us to go. I like. What? Just put a little spike in the audio there. Oh, look at 
super professional. Yeah, you are. I know how to run a studio, God right. damn it. I come tonight with the story of D.B. Cooper. Let me get out my notebook. The Coops. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I just got a question. Oh, God. Why do we got the Viking yeah. C-tune going still? What's up with what, this? What happened uh, to the music? It's just, it's it's just windy now. And I feel like a... Just a question. It's not wonderful. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're fucking gliding. I know. Actually, that might that might actually work. Oh yeah, because he airplane. What? No, it's airplane fine. mode. Mm. We're on airplane mode. Excuse me. There, is that better? Is that better? It's gonna be a hard editing session for you. They always Oh, this is this is nothing. Nah, it'll be easy because you won't have three hours to go through this time. Just an hour. So it's all good. One hour is what you got it down to? He has to leave at eight thirty, so yeah. Around then. Are you are you okay with us going after that? Wait a second, Nick. He's gotta leave and we keep going. Can we can we What time are you leaving? Let's just get into it. And we might I not have we, to worry about it. Can we do a bonus episode? I'm down with Where we just bullshit? I feel like that would be cool, too. Nick would not like that. I don't care. That's not professional. I just it, want it bullshit with him. This it is won't a professional be, podcast. It will, right? Guys, this is all edited. We're, it's not, it's not going to be almost canon if you leave, Nick. You know that. So well, are you We leaving? can let him know. It'll be fine. I feel like I'm creeping into negativity now. Why? Okay. Dead There's nothing to be out. negative about. Let's this get... fine. Let's go. You don't have your headphones the on. Year? I'm not wearing mine hey, either. What? So why do I'm I not have wearing to them? wear mine? Because I it's graciously, weird. I need. I to graciously see. gave mine up for little Jim. I sacrificed. <laughs> as his father, I made a sacrifice. So let's continue. It's fine. Put your. I heard. I heard that the music Put wasn't playing GD. anymore. Yeah, so he's upset about yeah, that. Yeah, somehow you're not wearing headphones yet. You do complain but, about the music. Well, Peace. that's just how good I am. So he did switch his headphones after the music, the intro music, to Lil Jim. Yeah, I he had, was I wearing it. I had to that, listen to that part and then gave it to Lil Jim. So he did listen to that. All right, that's right. <laughs> are you Whatever. doing more sound effects? You guys are good. No, it's just going to be the same. No, but it works because of the airplane. I will turn off the. Oh. So because it is air related, Nick. <laughs> yes, we went, oh, we, oh, we went over that. We already went over that. When you were busy talking, oh. we already went over that. <laughs> when I was busy talking, All right, no, put your headphones <laughs> back. No, headphones back. I'll just on. Whoa. Okay, I'm done. I'm just okay. All right. All right. Good. We're back. Let's go. All right. We're back. D.B. Cooper. Just one second. What? We need to reintroduce. We need to re- refresh. Okay. Refresh. We're back oh from the. Oh my b- god! We're gonna spend a half hour on the intro. Shh. You stop talking for one second, please. Shut up. And we're back from the break. It almost can, and uh, we got into some fun stuff that probably won't make the podcast. <laughs> All right, Marconia, what do you got? All right. Lead us into this one. I got us the nice story of D.B. Cooper. The year, nineteen seventy-one. Decibel Cooper. No. David Bowie Cooper. Daniel Cooper. 
Dan. <laughs> Dan, Dan Cooper. Dan Cooper. Well, it's kind of not as cool as what I said. <laughs> well, you know. I'm getting negative right now. <laughs> what did you call David Bowie, huh? Oh, what? <laughs> David Stupid. David Bowie Cooper. Hey. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Remember how Daniel, Daniel Bowie Cooper. Daniel Brandon Cooper. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Daniel Brandon? Dan All right. Brown. All right. Dan Brown Cooper. There we go. Dan that Brown. Works. That's the guy who wrote the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. This is all bullshit. Go all ahead. Right, you go. So, uh, see. He purchased a $20 plane ticket to Seattle, Tacoma from Portland, Oregon. $20 plane ticket. Yeah. Do you know how much plane tickets are nowadays? Wait a second. When was this? What's the year? This was 1971. Oh, so let's do the math. And it was actually November 24th. I know. The one day before Thanksgiving. Day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where was it from to again? Um, let's see. From Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Tacoma. SeaTac. Yeah, it was flight number 305. <clears throat> so, back in 1971, there was no airport security. There was no security checks. You just walked on the plane. And you were probably wearing a tuxedo, too. Like a three-piece suit. I think he was uh, wearing actually a three-piece suit. And your tuxedo, <laughs> but, but a three-piece suit with a tie. And you're ready to. And what kind of tie? A clip-on tie. Clip-on black tie. Clip-on. Yes. Clip-on, baby. Interesting. Easy peasy. Hmm. All right. So. So maybe he's not a classy gentleman. Maybe. Average. Average. <laughs> Doesn't even have a real tie. All right. Just a clip-on. So, Mr. D.B. Coops. That's what I'd have. A clip-on? Yeah. Because you can't handle tying a tie? Do you know how to tie a tie, Nicholas? That makes sense. I can't handle it. I just don't have time for that shit. Oh, my God. This is our grandson. This is our lazy-ass grandson. This is our grandson. <laughs> he takes after you, you know. Tie after... Tying mm. a tie is bullshit. I tried teaching... Our son had a tie. Is our great grandson going to be okay? Because he's choking. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's just expressing how much he's enjoying himself at our podcast taping. Right, <laughs> little Jim, small James, small, small James. James. All right, All right. continue. Okay, so Mr. DB Cooper got on his flight, and once the flight took off. He handed, handed one of the stewardesses an envelope. At first, she thought he was flirting, but uh, he kept staring at her in a way that kind of changed that vibe. She opened the envelope, and there was a note that said, Miss, I have a bomb here and would like you to sit next to me. At first, she didn't think he was serious, and she asked him, Are you serious? Oh, sorry. So she called over another stewardess, and he opened the briefcase in front of the two, and little to their surprise, there was a bomb inside. He threatened to blow up the plane. Um, Can I interrupt? What? What? What kind of bomb are we talking? It I was in a briefcase? What did I, it look like? It was like? in a briefcase. So I got it. I got so it. So okay, the briefcase Nick, had oh inside... Was everybody slow down? Sorry, everybody wants to just ask you a question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he has a bomb sorry. on a plane. I want to know what this no. looks like. Okay, I know bomb gets mentioned. Everyone freaks out. I'm freaking Let's out. Calm now. down, everybody. Chill. Okay, so the bomb inside had two ticking clocks that were mechanical, that were 
operated by a battery, a nine volt battery, and they also were looked to be handmade and there was some batteries involved. It it didn't know they didn't know if they were real bombs or not, basically. We're looking at two alarm clocks side by side. Basically. With some what, TNT type shit wired type, in there? Type stuff, yeah. And he just walked on taped. He walked onto the plane with his briefcase, and this was inside of it? I mean, this is 70s. You can do whatever you want. Right? No, I know. I just, uh, that's what I, I want to picture it. Yeah, you can smoke cigarettes wherever you want. You can do whatever the fuck you want, you know? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry for cursing. Colby, stay on that mic. That's all I'm asking you. Get close. Sorry to for cursing. You know Yeah, the but rules. you need to be on the mic. Okay. Both of you. Both of I you. I know! It's hard! Just just follow that simple rule. No, 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 no. Okay. You got it. All right, so he... Uh, he, uh, he, uh, this, yeah, he, so he shows the stewardesses the bomb, right? And he threatens to blow them up. So they get this information to the pilot and all that. They relay the message over to the control tower. Um, the FBI was then notified. Now, what, Mr. Can I interrupt one oh. more time? And I'm going to interrupt a lot. Okay, what? They were not in the air at this point. This oh, the no, they were. The plane was taken off. Oh, wait, up it in was the in the air. air. Oh, was yeah. The plane was in the air. Sorry, I didn't say that. I don't he, know if he, he did, got, but... I didn't. It was he when got on the plane. I the plane to, took off. Just for my, he even put in his drink order, yeah, which was a happened, bourbon. It happened to be right after his drink order. Once his drink got delivered... Maybe I should write that And down. it was a bourbon, baby. Sophisticated man. Once it man. was delivered, he asked... Or, or told, I mean... Uh, the stewardess that he had the explosive device. Okay. Uh, so they were in the air. Yep. They, he he took his they took his drink order, which was a bourbon. Yep. Neat. Or on the rocks. On the rocks. Boom. Uh. Okay. Good. 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 I'm with you. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. I'm caught back up now. Okay. Kiddos, let's so, do this. So so it was relayed to the control tower, and the FBI was notified. Now, Mr. D.B. Cooper said that he would like $200,000 placed in a knapsack. Which is $1.3 million in today's standards. That $200,000. Yep. Just slow it down for one sec. Um, The FBI was to be waiting at the landing in SeaTac. Am I right? What's SeaTac? Seattle, Tacoma. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yes. But he didn't ask for just the $200,000. He asked for more. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm just just getting very specific on the point. He was hijacking this plane. They relayed the information to the the people on the ground. Yes. And so there was going to be feds waiting for him in With Seattle his demands. Correct. With okay. With no, these demands. The demands. So the two hundred thousand dollars. Talking two hundred grand, which is again one point seven mil. Is that what we're talking? Is about over one million dollar. Yeah. He wanted four parachutes. Hey Nick, can you maybe walk a little bit more lightly if you're going to be coming in and out of the podcast? Like you're just stomping, dude. Oh sorry. Mother of God. <laughs> what do I have to. to do here? I didn't mean to. I didn't. It's not funny. We're not laughing at this. We're talking about... Okay. I'm trying to get a story. So you got the ransom note. I didn't call. mean Listen. to. I didn't mean to. Listen, we're up at where he's told them he wants the $200,000. Right. right. All right. And he wants four parachutes, 
two safety front chutes, and two main back chutes. And this is this could be kind of important too. Two hundred grand plus a bunch of escape equipment. Gotcha. Exactly. What? Why do you think it's? What important? were you gonna well, say? I guess not right now, but when the FBI comes involved, becomes involved, and, okay. what, and what they give him and what he chooses. Okay. So uh, the stewardess takes the notes to the captain, and that he quickly agrees and lets the FBI know. The FBI contacts Sea First Bank in Seattle. And they give the $200,000 with pre-recorded serial numbers. However, Mr. Cooper was not specific on the... Pre-recorded serial numbers meaning they're able to track them and they know exactly... Correct. Once they're used, they can match it with the ones that he stole. All right. Can I can I just interrupt really? Yeah, you can because you made me lose my spot. Sorry. And do you know why they they, uh, just gave him the money? Why they... I don't know that, that actually. Because up to this point in history, like for the past 50 years, hijackings with airplanes was like a thing. People were constantly doing it. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Iran did it. They did it with a whole Olympic team. And up until D.B. Cooper, mainly people just wanted to hijack a plane to go somewhere. Like, you know, it was pretty much Cuba. A lot of people wanted to go to Cuba because they weren't allowed there. So they'd, you know, like Cuban nationalists would hijack a plane, tell them they want to go back to Cuba, and they would, you know, they'd bring them there. So D.B. Cooper kind of changed the whole scene with wanting money. So, so up, this up was a this, common thing yeah. in the 70s? It was, no, actually. Like from the, well, I, I think mean, the first one really happened in the 60s. In the, in the D.B. 30s. Cooper was a little uh, earlier. Cooper but, uh, was in 71. Yeah, early oh, 70s. Yeah, it was we're a thing. We had a fun time editing this shit. Between, <laughs> between 1968 and 1971, there were 100, over 130-something skyjackings. Wow, now that's an interesting so, fact. Between wait. 68 and when? D.B. Cooper, yeah. So three years? Over 100. Like, In there, a three-year span. Yeah, I read somewhere that there was uh, every five days there would be a skyjacking. And where were the U.S. Marshals in all this? Apparently, they didn't. Give I don't a think shit. it was necessarily all U.S. It yeah, no, been. it wasn't all U.S. either. It, it was yeah. worldwide. Okay, okay. Oh, so we're talking different okay. countries as well. I'm with you now. Back yeah. with you. All right. So the plan land- landed, and the FBI was waiting there with the two hundred thousand dollars. However, like I was saying, he did not specify how he wanted the two hundred thousand dollars. So they gave him $20 bills, which weighed 23 pounds. So if he had gotten that money in hundreds, it just would have been five pounds, about roughly. We're talking 20 pounds versus five pounds of bills. Of yeah. extra weight. 10,000 $20 bills. Right, 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 right. <laughs> And that's added weight for, you know, his escape. Okay. So the passengers were still on the plane and they did not know about the situation, but they were let off the plane during this whole exchange, along with two attendants and one of the stewardesses. Yeah, I think it was the one who originally got the note. I believe so. Uh, The plane refueled and it cleared for takeoff again. Cooper's demands was that they fly at 10,000 feet. Um, with the landing gear and flaps down. He wanted them to go about 200 miles per hour. 
Um, and he wanted them to fly to Mexico oh, City. And, th- and that's important, too. What? What he wanted. He wanted, yeah, below 200 knots, 150 miles an hour, be- and at 10,000 feet, and he wanted the, the flaps on the Which wings is pretty low, at 15 right? degrees. Like, makes me think this guy knew what he was doing. Oh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, he's done this before. Oh, yeah. So he wanted to go to Mexico City. However, they told him that was not possible because they did not have enough fuel. So they offered him Reno or Phoenix, and he chose Reno. Um, Meanwhile, two Air Force jets were shadowing the plane following. They kept having to circle around the plane. Wow. Keeping an eye on the situation. Yeah, because they were flying so slow, the jets had to circle around them. Yeah, because they couldn't go that slow, so they had to keep... Cool image. Right? Um, so everyone in the cockpit, or DB Cooper, made everyone go into the cockpit at around 8.02 p.m. This is when they realized that the warning light showing that the rear door in the stairs had been deployed. They noticed that the pressure started to. Oh, they were losing pressure. They started losing pressure in the plane. And then D.B. Cooper was never seen again. Oh, gasp. Yeah. And the, the Boeing, I don't know if you, I missed some of this, so. I don't know if you went over what type of plane it was. Did not. I think we're just yeah, the not. Boeing 727 was like one of the only planes that had aft stairs. Yeah. So, so it was stairs that came down in the back that he could just drop down and. Jump out of, and where whereabouts were they when this all went down? You think you said that, but I missed it. They were over Washington. I think it's over like Washington, Oregon, that type of area. Right, but I mean, not not more specific than that. No, it's okay. No, I just thought maybe (laughs) (laughs) there's any kind of flight log. Just like Google it real quick. What? I mean, we don't Google. Okay. We don't have a guy in the chair yet. Oh, yeah. Steve. We need Steve's someone over there. Steve's out sick tonight. It's 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 sad. You know, Steve. Oh, hold on. What what was that? What was that? Oh. No, guys. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm not sick. Steve, where you been? I've been in the back. Well, get back and do your job, Steven. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see you at home. All right. I love you. I'm going in the back. I love you, Steve. Well, I thought he was sick. Wow. Love you. How come he's not on that computer? Come on, Steve. Look that shit up. Oh, my Lord. Okay. All right. So. (laughs) Now, Mr. Cooper did leave a couple items on the plane. He left his black clip-on tie, as we mentioned earlier. His sports chute and the safety chute. And burnt cigarette butts. He had about eight, I believe. So he was chain smoking, I'd say. Eight cigs in that little small time. Yeah, that's a lot of cigs. Right? And a toilet. I'm sure he did use the toilet. Probably used the toilet. Maybe multiple times. And maybe that's why the water is poop. That probably probably is why the water is poop. Small James, absolutely. You are so right. We don't talk about poop on this podcast. Listen, this is a professional podcast. We don't talk about the p word. I'll tell you what, though. 
as a smoker, eight cigarettes is not a lot. If you're chain smoking. I mean... Well, I used to smoke back in the day, and, uh... But... Okay, well, as a non-smoker, eight cigs in a short amount of time is a lot. Yeah, depends how much time it is. And in a small cabin, plane. This is important. This is important to the... The narrative, you guys. Absolutely. I mean, we got to know why he was smoking so many goddamn cigarettes, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, that's huge. He's probably nervous. There would have been a nerve. He knows what he's doing. That would explain the bourbon. He knows what he's about to do. The bourbon and the cigarettes. But he's got to take the the, the edge off. Well, we've been through some of the broad strokes. Uh, Yeah, that's the basic, you know, the basic story of the Mr. Coops. I like that. I like it. And we don't know where he was when he jumped out, but if he jumped out. They did investigate. What don't we know? We don't know the exact spot. Are we saying he he didn't jump out or did? I'm I'm just a. I mean, I'm assuming he jumped out. He didn't jump out? You guys, I'm 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 an open. You guys can just write, you know, the, write I, the story for me. I, I know. heard a theory. I mean, that he faked the jump initially. He made it seem like he jumped out there. Can we, we can we just do a pause here because I want to I want to have there be like a separate section where we say what are some of the possibilities? Oh, the well, yeah, these are theory the theories. Sections. Okay, right. yeah. But so, wait, hold wait, on. Wait, let me let me just wait. Oh, you're not we're not ready. Well, because we still got a couple more facts. Oh, facts. We're getting oh, okay. because oh, let's see. So they tried recreating the jump, and nine years later, February seventh, nineteen eighty, five miles outside of Portland, Oregon. A father and son were finding firewood on the banks of the Columbia River, and they found three bundles of moldy cash with rubber bands still wrapped around them. They gave this cash to the FBI. Now, what they could make out of the serial numbers they were able to find matched those serial numbers that were given to D.B. Cooper. And where was this? This was found in the banks of the Columbia River. In 1980. Columbia. River. Yeah, it was at a place Where's called. That? It's Washington? In Wa- yeah, no. Washington. It's yeah. in Washington. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, and it was, it was this camping ground that was called Tina Bar. And it was $5,800. Three bands. Now, this oh. area was more than 20 miles Outside of where they expected him to have fallen. That's kind of what I was wondering about. It was, yeah, it was outside the search area. So mm-hmm. they dug up a lot more of the banks and searched and searched and they found nothing. Whoa. And in all these years, no more of that $200,000 has ever been found. I, I feel like... Spant. Spant? Spant. Oh. I would have spent it. Spant, I feel like the three bands is a little strange because... Now, there's a lot of theories behind this money being found. What? Slow down. Slow. Let there be some space in the narrative, please. Okay, sorry, Mama. Okay. So we did talk about how Mr. Cooper maybe or maybe did not jump off the plane, right? He Just might have been like, sucked sure. out. Nope. So let's go into what are some theories of what may have happened to him. Is that what you're about <laughs> to do? Are we done with facts, girl? I mean, um, uh, uh, Merconia, <laughs> estranged ex-wife. Um, well, I just want to point out. And grandmother, too. 
to our own Nick Page. I just want to point out that when he jumped out or got sucked out or fell out of this plane, he did not have any goggles or gloves, and the wind factor was below freezing. Whoa. Uh, so the visibility a, was poor. It no was at night. Survive. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. It was a storm. It was 10,000 feet or so. So, well, probably less than that because they said that they were losing pressure. Wow! Because and then he opened the up. Open, they opened right. up the. Yeah. yeah, he originally wanted to fly with the aft stairs down already, but they were like, "No, we cannot do that." Right. So then he was like, "Fine." Wow, that's an interesting point right there. What would that mean? As well, so they when they technically wouldn't know when he jumped out. Right. But then when they got that warning light, they knew that shit had opened and up. And there was a bump, too. So the warning light came on, and then it went, the plane jolted. Wow, wow. This and is they marked that as him jumping. Well, as a former Marine, I have jumped out of helicopters and planes at that height without goggles and face masks, and it, that does not matter. Okay, so he could it does that. not well, affect you. Yeah, but what temperature did you jump at? <laughs> it, you were in Japan. It does not matter. Still, Japan can be pretty cool. I've done in Japan. It's pretty warm over in Japan. I've done in South Carolina. I don't think so. I've done it in North Carolina. Once at you're at, when you're at that height, it does not matter. Hmm. Below claw has been put to use, people, and it is. And when you're at that height and you jump, you do not feel. The temperature difference on your face, you're more worried about open, just opening your parachute. Yeah, I'd imagine okay. the adrenaline's pumping pretty. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to make a so, thing at this point. And once you open your parachute, and when you do it, you're already below that temperature. Your temperature is rising once you open the parachute because you're already falling so fast that the temperature is rising. Well, it seems we have a resident expert on. Parachutes? <laughs> Not really. A former Marine? It was, it was like a couple times. It's good. More, <laughs> more yeah. than me. We never get that kind of uh, legitimacy here on Almost Canon Podcast. So, All right. So how about we talk about theories? What do we think happened Let's to D.B. Coops? To theories. I mean... Holden is being ratcheted down at this point. <laughs> Having, I mean, little Jimmy has got small James. Small James. <laughs> That's as good as it's gonna get. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Theories. That's the theories. best part. Theories. This is the best part. Yeah. Maybe. Theories. Oh, <laughs> go. The you guys go. I'm interested. All right. But wait. Let's go keep ahead. it. Can we keep it like, like separate? Like, you want to tell your theory, Nick theory. wants to tell his theory. Is that what you're talking about, keeping it separate? Yeah, just like one theory at a time. We don't want to cross-pollinate. Yeah, I definitely have, like, several theories. Jimmy's got a theory. I do. On Cooper, the money. Even the kid that found it. I've heard things about. Let's, let's, okay, so I'd like to mark them in my little journal here. I love you. <laughs> and I, 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 well, I, the way, the way I want to do it is I would like to say like number one and, or we can call them something. If you want to like title them, it make theories? it very easy for Yeah. It'd make it easy for me. Like when I'm going back to edit, uh, shit, you know? All right. Well, one of my theories is that he did successfully land. I think. What? So this is a theory. 
This is my theory. Although they did Successful say okay. that the direction that the winds were blowing that night, he probably would have been pushed towards water, whether it be a river or a lake. Mm-hmm. Now, if that was true and he landed in the water, it was freezing temperatures, so he would only have a couple of minutes to get out of the water before all the hypothermia stuff sets in. I see, yes. So, I kind of think that he made it. I mean, he obviously knew what he was doing. So, I'm thinking... Made it meaning what? He Made it to Mexico City. That's where his destination was. He was told no. So he changed it. But I think in the end, he ended up in Mexico. He stayed on the plane then? No. That was bound for Mexico. Is that right? No, at this point, we're still... No, bro. No, he left. Catch up. No, he just like got there eventually. Yeah, yeah. like... Oh, he made it Because to- remember, they told him that he didn't have enough fuel in the plane. So he chose Reno. I think that he finally... He did make it to Mexico. That's one of my theories. That's a happy ending, So right? that's the... He done did it. Reno to Mexico is easy. How would he have <laughs> Right How would yeah. he have It's right on his, the border You know Just like Hitching a ride or something Hitching a ride to Mexico City <laughs> I mean walk, I don't think at that point They had released a sketch walk it. A police sketch of the man And And I mean American serial numbers Wouldn't be registered down in Mexico Right So mm. But then there's also the theory That he just died Fell out and died. Wait. Yeah, I don't like Wait. that But one. in that case, why haven't they found a body? Why haven't they found bones right. or all the rest of the cash? I Hold think... On. Can we stay with the first theory, please? What's what? Okay. My mind is going everywhere. What, that he made it? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to hear more about that theory. Why? Because it, it's... I want, I want that story to breathe a little bit, you know? All right, yeah. I got to... I got okay, some n- stuff to Nick, add to that. Yeah, what let would Nick he, say yeah, What would have happened? So... A couple days after the Cooper jump, there was uh, the Reno Gazette. It was like a you know a paper in Reno. They got these these letters, and they were like the the, the classic hostage ransom letter where the letters were cut out and pasted on there. And it was from DB Cooper, saying like thanks for the hospitality. I didn't have much time. Blah blah blah. And uh, there's a theory that he pretended to jump back in Washington, rode the plane with the stairwell, you know, down or whatever. Rode the plane the rest rest of the way and uh, jumped in Reno where, where it was flat and smooth, you know, otherwise, because you know, in Washington he was jumping into the trees and the mountains. Yeah. So. So you think he jumped in Reno? I mean... Like before they landed the plane think, in Reno? Yeah. Yeah, before yeah. So before they landed, he would have jumped out somewhere closer to Reno. Like in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Because it's more open. So we wouldn't get caught on the trees right. or rocks or anything. Well, maybe rocks, but and I didn't look into it, but there's some researchers who's been oh, yeah. who's been looking into that stuff. I, f- I f- wish I should have looked up his name, but No, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean if he jumped in the woods in Washington, he's facing bears. Yeah, that's when wildlife. Gets, definitely when he gets yeah, yeah. Uh, weather but, conditions. Yeah, because it's winter. Well, approaching winter in yeah. seventy-one. But you're also parachuting into there, so you're falling hard. Well, yeah. You're probably he's probably injured. Maybe. 
If, yeah, so if he didn't pull that shoot cord, I mean, like the moment he left the plane, he probably, you know, he's he probably got hurt. Tumbling what year today. is it? Seventy one. Nineteen seventy one. So seventy one parachute. He's getting what? injured. <laughs> what? Because the quality's not right. Quality. Yeah, but there was people parachuting. Well, he just, makes sense. Yeah, I mean. he's just jumping out of a random plane. So. Uh, you have something to say? I feel like he does. What do you got, Jim? Small James. Oh. Yep. Insightful. Something about a parachute. <laughs> yeah, yep, that might have happened. <laughs> but uh, and he chose the military shoots. Yeah. So the FBI they couldn't find the pair. They couldn't get parachutes. So they contacted this, this uh, what are they called? Who are the people that jump out of airplanes for fun? Uh, skydivers, par- paratroopers. Oh, no, the skydiver. Yeah. So they thought he, they he took the military shoot, and they thought that he was most likely a paratrooper from either not most likely Vietnam, because there was a skydiving company that provided the parachutes, and they gave one sport shoot, one military shoot. A complete fake shoot that didn't open at all. Wait, why? Ooh. Why all that? It was the they only shoots he had. He only had these I four didn't shoots. I not know about that. I can explain that to you if you want. But go ahead. No, I mean, I don't... I just... I only thought that it was because that it was the only shoots that he had. No, so they do that on planes. And, like, um... Listening, sorry, go ahead. Am I Okay. Yeah, no, you're good. You're okay. Good. So they do that uh they do that on like military planes, they'll do a fake shoot and um they'll do like your military shoot and your regular plane like shoot. But we have both of those on military planes. And you do that just because you kinda wanna show that there are sometimes <laughs> Planes will put fake shoots on there. What? <laughs> because, because a lot of questions, more questions. Than because, that. because you could be on a plane that's not an American plane. So you could be in like a Ukrainian plane or a Russian plane or a Korean plane, and they could put a fake shoot on there. They want you to recognize the difference. Oh, so it's like a like a challenge, a test. But I don't know. Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's it's kind of fucked up. But it's like they, a challenge as like you're trying to be thinking in the moment as a guy who's about to jump out of yeah. a plane. So you really need to focus on whether and they challenge you all the time. Every time that you're about to jump off a plane, they put all of them out there. I see. Okay. That and you got so you the have one. to quickly <laughs> pick the correct one. Right, and he right. he ended so up is taking the military and yeah. the fake shoot. Yeah. You don't. Oh, he took the fake shoe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so then he didn't know what he was looking for. Well, I... Wow. Yeah. Not Mm. an expert, I guess. I I think the theory goes that... I think he took two. That because he was... Or the act... You know, the fake shoe wasn't on the plane when the FBI checked it. So they they assumed that he took it with him. Oh, okay. But uh, I think the theory was that since since he was most likely in the military, and this was a... A... uh. Like a, a civilian fake shoot that he didn't realize that the markings that were on the shoot meant it was fake because they weren't military markings. Oh, they are different. 
So he took that one. But it, it was it, w- it would have been like his backup shoot. But it wouldn't have worked. Right. And then he used a third shoot to tie one of the stewardess's attendants. Saw him tying something. And he used one of the, sh- the cords off one of the shoots to tie the money around his waist, it looked like. To whatever they had, had, had the money in. Interesting. So he was improvising. Mm. Used one of the th- three shoots to... Fasten. Oh, he Fasten did. Them. Yeah, he tied her up and kept her tied up the whole time. Yeah. I feel like he should have put it in this briefcase, right? And then just held on to the briefcase when he jumped? No, he... He brought the briefcase with him when he jumped. Yeah, but he tied the stewards up. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Did he? I yes. thought he told everyone going to go the cockpit. No, he tied the sewers up. But, so he stole $200,000 without hurting anyone. Yes. So he's been called like the gentle skyjacker or something like that. Yeah, he's like a folk hero. It yeah. seems like everything was kind of right, uh, aligned for him. Like, why would anybody have resisted? Nobody had ever... Attempted to uh, bomb a plane, yeah. Well, and, and also to um, ransom money from it. it. It's like, why not? Everybody just go along with it. It seems like a airport security definitely beefed up though after that. With su- security or aviation regulations, not not technically. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah it wasn't nine eleven happened, but nine yeah. eleven is when they <laughs> but there really was still, ramped they, it up. Yeah, for security they, checks. Yeah, they like introduced metal detectors and X-rays after him. After. Yep. Yeah, but not you, as tight as like. PSA oh God, no, yeah, no, because then nine eleven was a whole new ball game. Take your shoes off and let me pat you down. Yeah. So we're uh, on theory still uh, that he made it to Mexico. But then, like I said, there's also that theory that he did. just dead. You're dead. But I have a problem with that theory because bones were never found and neither was the rest of the money. Body was never so found. Yeah. Just Well that doesn't There's also multiple people that have come forward. That's another interesting question. Saying they are D B Cooper. Or oh, saying they saying know they, who D B Cooper no, is. There's multiple people saying they are. Yeah, there's a I, there's a lot. But the FBI like looked into them all and pretty much knocked them all out. Yeah. I wonder if there's any credible evidence that would actually put him as somebody who's known by or um, one of these people. Like, is there anything that could actually... So they ran tests on the clip-on tie mm-hmm. and they found particles from like titanium alloy, mm. which came from a manufacturer or shop from uh, Pittsburgh. Okay, so he's working at a steel plant. Yeah. No, I think it was... North Carolina? Things that made cathar ray tubes for TVs and stuff. They were like very specific, oh, very specific things that would have like. It was a titanium place. I'm telling you. I didn't write that part down, but I know, I know it was. I know it was tubes that went to a TV, or like a different kind of. I guess why I'm asking is, uh, what what's the most credible thing where somebody can say I am either. DB Cooper, or I know him. There isn't any. No, there isn't. There's none. He didn't leave any. And the cigarettes he left behind, the FBI lost them. What's the closest? Is there something that's like even closer? They've, they've gotten real close, and then the people they thought it was, it wasn't. Yeah, everyone got knocked out. Like they've done. There is. I did locked, find one guy. They've locked there a is couple a recent, people up though. and like questioned them, and then they weren't 
I think the most recent one, his name is Vince Peterson, and he was a Marine. Mm. Um, and he, in 1964, moved to the suburbs of Pittsburgh and began working in the research lab that that titanium was found in. Okay, now make a case for him. Please. <laughs> Wait. What do you what? mean? Is that all you got on him, or is it? I got two guys too to add. Well, let's do this. What do you got? Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> I'm very. All right. Like kind of I got two guys. One of them. You guys know about this. I don't know. One. In, uh, well, yeah, I looked into a bunch of the the theories the of who it is, and uh, it seems like every single one has been knocked out by the FBI. Like a lot of them are like, "Oh my God, this is the guy," and then it turns out, you know, there's something that that kicks him out. But uh, there was this one guy I saw, his name was Lynn Doyle Cooper, when his last name was Cooper. Ooh. And his his niece remembers one th- that Thanksgiving, uh, 71, the day before his uncle had gone turkey hunting with another uncle. And, um, and then the next day he showed up at Thanksgiving, he had blood on his shirt. He said he had been in a car accident. Um... And it just and the FBI they haven't knocked him out yet and it, and I don't know the, that, that it seemed one, really like it was really could have been him that one I don't know because it was next day yeah I mean he would have been had to get back there pretty fast but, yeah from the woods but they were like talking he land the day before they were talking about how they had got these new walkie talkies and they were gonna go try them out in the woods and then how they just. And then they were like, oh, you know, we just got all this money. Our money problems are over with. She, like, overheard them talking about it. And the FBI, they haven't knocked them out yet um, in there. Do you know when not- they when they decided on this dude? Or when they I mean, he's realized just, he's him? been a suspect for a little while. But this is something she just remembers. What's his I name? I think it's fairly recently. Lynn Doyle Cooper. And, um. She's a bitch. <laughs> and then there was another guy named Richard McCoy Jr. who did the exact yeah. same thing D.B. Cooper did. I read about him. But with a gun. Uh, and he got away with it. But he was an idiot. But he left the money in his house. And, and he bragged F- about it. And the FBI found it, yeah, and arrested him. And then he ended up busting out of jail and got in a shootout. Oh, for and real? died. Oh, yeah. damn. R.I.P. But... Those are the only two suspects that I saw that I really thought, you know, maybe yeah. could have been him. And I do want to point out that his name was actually Dan Cooper. And the only reason DB came into place was because a newspaper printed the name wrong. Yeah. And it just sounded cooler and better. And so it stuck. And it's thought that he got his name from a comic book yep. character named Dan Cooper, who was yeah. a... You know, he jumped out of airplanes and stuff. Yep. But uh, there's something I had about the money. Reese, this was this would have been within the past couple of years that they found this. Let's see, I got it in my notes here. Uh, yeah, so Brian Ingram, he found the money in mm. 1980, uh, and just a couple of years ago, there was a scientist named Tom Kane or Tom K. And he, they used an electron mis- microscope, and they found that that this money they had these. Uh, How much money? 
It was $5,800, I think. Oh, the $5,800. Yeah, it was the money that they found on the river. That was serialized? Yeah, yeah, that money. Okay. And this Tom guy, he found that this money had these summertime diatoms on it. Which is like a, there's a single cell organism, like a like an algae, and it would have grown on the money with it inside the water, but it only had summertime. I'll just call it algae. It only had summertime algae on it, not not fall or winter, and that that would point that the money would going into the water, you know, in the summertime. So like it would have been hidden, like it like it was hidden somewhere, and then somebody put it there. Somebody put there on purpose in the summer, not the not the winter. Gotcha. That's really all all I got about that. Yeah, there is a big debate on how the money got into the bed of the river. And I believe Brian and his family were also suspects at a time. They thought they were thought to be working with DB Cooper. That's crazy because they handed over the money to the FBI. Right, right. So why would they do that if they were involved? I'm totally paying attention. But they were like, they were real suspects for a while. I, I believe, I saw this on a documentary. I'm not... Well, no, I believe you. I didn't look it up. It's I just something you. I remember. But uh, I think they were like real suspects yeah. for a while. No, I like him it. and his family, or mo- mostly his dad. I was going to say the dad would, probably, been, like, obviously working. not the kid. Yeah, no. <laughs> they would have been like working with D.B. Cooper, but... I don't know, I can see small James pulling off something like that with you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this this story I read about these 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 three friends they like they went in the they went in the room and then without a paddle shit yeah it was <laughs> what was that there's <laughs> a movie about so these guys it was <laughs> And they find Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a DB Cooper movie, and it was I like that, that was movie. great. It, it was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It's a whole like I knew weed what you were doing field there. that catches on fire. You never seen? I the did movie? it with werewolves too, but they caught they caught You're me on outcast. that one too. You never seen without a pattern? No, he's never seen. He's a loser. Oh. He doesn't watch much movies. I do. I have a very well versed. Oh yeah, just old ones. I forgot. You, what's on your forehead? Can I just address that real quick? Because you got black stuff. Looks like, like a guy. smear. You got sh- yep. There you go. Don't you focus seen, on the reality. You never seen without a paddle? No, I don't think so. Oh, man, it's so What good. is without a paddle? Like so without uh, a paddle. Who's in it? Uh, Seth Green? No. Nope. Yes. Yeah, Seth, Seth Green. Is that his name? I love Seth Green. The guy who plays Shaggy. And Matthew Scooby. Lillard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Um, some other guy. And Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. Dax. They go on a canoe trip like Deliverance. Yeah. But they're, looking, but they're looking for D.B. Cooper's treasure. Yeah. No way. And guess what? How have I not heard about guess this? Guess what? They find it? Almost. No, oh! they, they find it in the end. Yeah, they find it. You think they find it. But. Oh, yeah, but they, it's all burnt They consider up. it's fucking D.B. Cooper's treasure, but it's Burt Reynolds in the cabin. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> no that was, Spoiler alert. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, they, they did find it. That's awesome. But no. They found the treasure at the end because they fall in the mine shaft. Yeah. What's the funniest and, joke that happens in that movie? Go. Oh, 
when the pot field catches on fire. Oh yeah, there's like all high high high. that are, tra- that are oh, chasing them down. Being chased by a bunch of rednecks. Yeah, and they catch on fire, and then everyone gets high because they're running through the pot field and it's on fire. We're in the movie review section of the podcast. Every episode has a movie review. We gotta get there eventually. Oh yeah. Five out of movie. five stars, I tell you. Okay. So uh, where, are, where are we at with uh, DB, though? Is He's there... out there, man. I well, mean, there's really not, not much known. You know, he they jumped out of the plane and disappeared. He said he was probably between, like, 40 and 50 years old. When he did it? Yeah. I got so, a, like, 1971 um, minus 30s. 40 is what? I got a description here of him. I'd so, say he's mid-30s. No, no he, bro. They said he was in his 40s. He was about yep. 5'10", 170 pounds. 5'10", see, I saw six feet. And when, and the picture they drew of him had the the flat hair and the sunglasses, but a, a few people on the plane said he had wavy hair. Nick looks like DB Cooper. That's what I understand. He does. And I have seen the likenesses, and they do match up because he wears the sunglasses. Oh, Holden. Ooh. See when Holden. Oh. That is a, almost a carbon copy. Oh my God! Is DB Cooper Small in the James flesh? Well, he must at least be an offspring of him. A little DB. No, see, I was born in 91, so it couldn't have been me. Just saying. Maybe you can be an offspring because you're a... Maybe that's just what I wanted you to think. You're a likeness. And I am technically your grandfather. I don't know. It could be on your mom's side or dad's side. I don't know whose side I'm on. Your side. Yeah, so not much is known about... Mr. Cooper. They don't know where he's from. They think he was most likely in the military. A lot of the suspects... Or, uh, Give us an anchor, dude. The ones who are in the military. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, even that's not known. It's it's a big mystery, mystery, man. They don't know if he died. They don't know if he lived. He did have. And even if he did live, would he still be alive today? Right, I think he, he no. did have. Uh, He'd have to be dead, right? Military. He'd be roots. old as shit. Right. That's yeah. That's what they think. Do we know what those military? No, roots I don't were. think they do. Wait, what? Just something that had to do with jumping out of airplane. I don't know what. If that's it, that's, right? It could have been anything. Thing. Oh, <clears throat> instructions came with the parachutes, and he told the stewardesses that he would not need the instructions. So hmm. that means that he knew how to use it. I gotta go with he's dead. I gotta go with he died on. on I mean, why? the biggest thing really? to go with that he's dead is he never spent the money. Like the yeah. money was never found. No, besides that, that fifty eight hundred. None of it was. If there's no proof that. Uh, Somebody like him probably would have come forward by this point at least. Come right? forward? Why would you come forward? I mean, there's why you not? just pulled off like the coolest freaking confession. You could, tell, you you could know? do it. Uh, well, I guess he's he would be what? Like he's so a, he was forty back in 1971. Between forty and fifty, meaning he'd be like over hundred years. He'd old. be ninety-ish Wait. now, right? In in nineteen fifty, wait, in nineteen seventy one, he was hundred. He would be a hundred. Yeah, it's so twenty twenty two. Right around then, right around a hundred years old. It's been fifty. Why would he not? Years. If he's still alive. If he's Sorry. still alive, no, um, you good. Uh, yeah, at this point, no, just he's come dead forward. Now, well, he For probably sure. is dead. Yeah, I would now. imagine that he'd be dead now. Fine, but even back when reality TV was becoming a thing. Why wouldn't you just be like, I really am D.B. Cooper? Because you'd go to jail. <laughs> yeah, the statute limit, limitations ran out, but the FBI, they indicted him before that. So if he ever yeah. came forward, they would, you know, he get would him. still get in trouble for it. Think about, like, Whitey Bulger. Duh. Yeah, but... Whitey Bulger was 90, and a, they put He's him a in legend. Jail. He's a living legend. Why but that would, doesn't right? matter, bro. It doesn't matter I mean, to the government. kind of does. <laughs> 
Bro. And, well, it does it or does it not? Let's get no. into the whole celebrity culture thing. I'll tell you right now. Whitey Bul- Do you know about Whitey Bulger? A little bit. Is he the mob guy? Yeah. Whitey Bulger's a mob guy. I think he's from Boston or something. He's from Boston. And he gave, killed a lot of people, right? He gave FBI information, but he killed a lot of people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was one on the FBI. He got caught when he was 90. But but DB... They put him in jail. I feel it's more of like a legend. Nope. Does Whitey's it a legend, too. And are you kidding me? They, they put Whitey in jail. He a, was a bonafide. torn. He literally got torn. I, well, Whitey Bulger is like a for real by other inmates. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, but yeah, he's, uh, he's like, but that doesn't matter. They would be so excited to lock him up because of this being the yeah. only unsolved hijacking. Mm. This is the only unsolved hijacking. That'd be the coolest thing for U.S. right so, now. So hello, I feel like DB Cooper. If he lived, he wouldn't have said anything. Hell he would have just no. lived on he like shit. I don't need to say. But anything. do you think anyone say anything? So, like, like cool say he met relaxed. a woman. So we met a woman. I don't think so. Do you so. think he would tell her so. like he Fuck had? No. No. I I know? can I can picture him telling his grandkids secretly. He might tell a woman. You guys might have just convinced know, me actually that that, that he's he alive might, and he, lived he, out his life. That he just lived out his life in some Fuck like yeah. Because he was so like cool and relaxed. The he was. They he said he was anybody. very calm. They he said he was nice. Anybody. He was just like chilled the whole time. He was a gentleman thief. I lived off the grid for my whole childhood. It's easy. I was going towards um, he just died on impact or something. But well, that's really negative and morbid is. of you. My grandparents still live off the grid. It's so easy to just not be a person. Yeah, okay. it was probably easy. <laughs> it, I mean, it was probably easier to do that in seventy one than it. Oh, definitely way easier than the now. And if he's dead now, I mean, I yeah. mean, yeah, he probably is dead now. In th- no, I, I he's picture a hundred. I picture him jumping in Reno. You know, spending yeah. a bunch of money in the casino. <laughs> he could have And then just he, like, no, just like going off into the sunset. He could have in Vegas, spent a bunch yeah, of money. Yeah, going to Mexico or something. Like they're going to... Ch- That's what I I mean, picture. what I want to know is how do they know that none of that money was ever used? I mean, they got ways to track it. Like eventually it would show up somewhere. Well, I'm like... But right, that was my question too. I didn't look it up. I just know that they can find the money somehow. Like, yeah, somehow. Like, if I took money laundering. in today at work, how would how do you know that one of those twenties wasn't money laundering? I don't know. It's I don't check it. Money laundering. I mean, that's why he would have spent it through the casino, but you could do it different way and but get still, new money. Even even if they did that, though, they would have had to find some of the. That's. But you can understand. do it in a place. I don't know, I don't know how the system I don't works. So. It. You can do it in a place where you get new money, so. You don't have to do it. What? Like in a casino. You could do it in a place. Well, like Breaking Bad? Kind of. You could do it in a place where you can get new money and just switch your money with another person's money. Yeah, but then wouldn't that money still in the system? Exactly, because if you go and deposit it somewhere. You don't have the money. No, yeah, but then somebody would have found, like, they would have still seen it. I just don't get it. I don't know how this, I don't know. I I should have looked it it up. I don't get it. That's a topic for a different day. Just circulating it and circulating it and circulating it, and it's gone. Right, the only thing I, yeah. And they just spread it out. I guess that's the only thing I could think of is that it was just so spread that no one ever saw it. That's what I think has to have happened because. There's no other way. Other than he just died and kept all the money. Yeah, I don't know. I would, but I'll have it. But, uh, so what do you think, Bank? 
Yeah. What What's your final? I kind of already yeah. said it, but I mean, I was. We didn't change lived. your mind at all. He's alive. Or I want to believe alive. that. Yes, let's go with he's alive, and he he did, and yeah. had a nice quiet life, and just with I mean, a Mexican lady. Never spent a dollar of that money. I mean, he was oh no, he probably converted it to queso. What if he lost the money during the jump? What is it? He couldn't find it. Yeah. He like fell in the lake, a lake, because there was tons of lakes up there. He could have, and he only could've tied lost. it to himself. He could have lost the money and the just whole sack, away. which was someone one of the found, theories. Someone found 5,800 of it. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, it sounds like he has enough ingenuity to live off, you know, do whatever he wanted to do and, and get by on his charisma. And I don't know. Like, I hope he is, I hope he did survive that jump. Right. I hope he did. did. But yeah. because it was pulled off, like Nick brought up that one guy that did the exact same thing. He was able to jump out of the plane and everything. Yeah, and well, he so lived. What if, what if Davey, so, Davey Cooper lost the money and then he was so mad, he went back and he was really the McCoy Jr. And this time he had a gun and he was like, fuck this. I'm getting my fucking oh my money this God. time. No, because they investigated him because they thought that he was D.B. Coops, but they couldn't find anything that tied no, him I, to... Yeah. I think he lived. I think he walked off into the sunset and became the folk hero we all know he is. Living his life. Oh, is almost canon. Is almost canon. Hell yeah. I forgot we can't do the bangs. Why? Yeah, you're not allowed to do those bangs, dude. Come they on. No. Show, they show up on the thing. Well, it was good. Well, um, great job, you guys, with the pod. Nick, I did all my research today. <laughs> oh. When you were shit talking this morning, I looked at Jen and I was like, <laughs> Nick knows me so good. We got it. It wasn't bad. Let's see. Now that will be your best episode. Nick told me I had to have three hours worth of material. Yeah. I mean, Bastard. <laughs> no, you weren't. You were so Bro, serious. Was that was oh, my God. I'm just going to be my character at this point. So, Bank Roberts, ahoy. <laughs> what is that character? It's not funny. Bank Roberts. I'm like, I don't know. It's basically me, but... With a different name. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a backstory to that? Well, we don't know. It's a little murky. Alright. Think he's a bank robber? No, that would be too on the nose, dude. Bank robber, bank Roberts.